inside you pulls you tight into the inside so your fingernails curl inward and your outer ears swirl into the inside of your body you would probably leave this life the moment the you inside you lets go of the hand that grabs you your face stays frozen in motion as the you inside you pulls you hard at times that face leans towards mine outside of you and i can feel the you inside you looking at me from the inside of your eyes but the you inside you has never once let go of the hand that grabs you. As always, you are pulled tight. Now your face has deep creases from the strain. The you inside you is so strong that the I inside me is about to get dragged into your inside. Now you are drinking a glass of red wine, holding a piece of cheese in your hand. The I inside me thinks about the fact that the cheese is made of milk, then worries about which cow inside the cow spurted out the milk. Even if you are far away, Another you inside you is here. I can't return or avoid the you inside you. Maybe I am the hostage of an absent being. I will certainly stay alive while the I inside me clutches onto me. Furthermore, I want to deliver the cheese made of me inside me to your table every morning. Kim Hye-soon, Face
the preface to her collection, I'm okay, I'm pig, Kim Hyesun describes how most of Korean mythology leaves women out. She says, quote, A bear called Unyo appears in the Korean creation myth called Tangun. In order to become human, the bear carries out the mission of living on only mugwort and garlic for 100 days inside a cave. The tiger is unable to last 100 days, but the bear is able to endure it. The bear becomes human and marries a god's son who descends from the sky and gives birth to a son. Then she disappears from the myth. In Korean mythology, women disappear after they give birth to sons. They never appear again. The ultimate goal of their existence is to give birth to sons. However, there is one myth in which women do not disappear. This myth is about an ancestral shaman. It is a story called The Abandoned. A daughter is abandoned because she was born as a girl, the seventh in a row. She goes on a journey to the realm of the dead and returns to become the first shaman, a shaman whose duty is guiding the souls of the dead to a good place in the heavenly realm. In this myth, a woman does not disappear after giving birth to a son. End quote. Patricia Telesco explains in 365 Goddess, A Daily Guide to the Magic and Inspiration of the Goddess, quoted in Journeying to the Goddess, 3rd October 2012, quote, themes are change, peace, devotion, inspiration, and patience. Her symbols are bears, wormwood, and garlic. Korean myth recounts the tale of two friends, a bear and a tiger, who wished to be human. To receive this transformation, the two had to stay in a cave eating wormwood and garlic for 100 days. Unfortunately, the tiger lacked patience, found this too difficult, and left. The bear, however, stayed determined. After 100 days, she transformed into a beautiful human woman and then bore a son who founded Korea, naming it the Land of the Morning Calm. The quiet peacefulness and devotion is what Unya inspires, especially for personal transformation. End quote. The Legend of Tangun, from Taekwondo Bible, Journeying to the Goddess, and from Korea with Love as well as visitkorea.or.kr. Once upon a time, Huanin noticed that one of his sons, Huanung, would peer over the edge of heaven down into the earth in sadness. Huanung worried for the fate of mortals, and he wished to rule them in order to bring them peace and justice. Huanin was moved and let Huanung descend into the world to rule, and gave him three heavenly heirlooms and three thousand servants, and ordered the three lords of wind, rain, and clouds to go with him. Huanung held his ground under a Sindansu tree on top of Mount Tebek. He named the place Shinshi. He gave people lessons in living right and he ruled over them, taking care of 360 human affairs. One day, a tiger and a bear prayed to Huanung and told him of their desire to become human. Taking notice of their admirable wish, the divine king gave them a bundle of sacred mugwort and 20 cloves of garlic and said, If you eat these and do not see sunlight for 100 days, you will become human beings. The bear and the tiger began to practice abstinence, living on the mugwort and garlic in the cave. But the tiger, in its temper, grew impatient and left before the ordeal was through. The bear remained and was turned into a beautiful woman. Oh, you see this, Nita? Who are you? Tell me, so I'm so sorry.
After her transformation, Unya began to want a child. But as she had been a beast before she became a woman, no one was willing to wed her. She became sad and prayed beneath the Sendansu tree to be blessed with a child. Huanung took notice of her prayer, transformed himself into a man temporarily, and married her. She gave birth to a son, Tangun Wangun. In 2333 BC, Tangun established a kingdom he called Asadal. He ruled for a thousand and five hundred years, becoming the founding father of Korea. Radic, eyes red, full of tears, looks up. Reverse. The bear looks right back. It opens its mouth and Shepard's voice comes out. Second seven, angle on Radic and bear. Faces inches apart. And the bear puts its mouth on Radic's left shoulder. Second ten, angle from behind Radic. The bear keeps its mouth on her shoulder. Angle on Lena and Ventress. Second twelve, Lena looks toward the bear and Radic. Angle on Radic and the bear, then second fifteen, cut to entryway. Like the bear before, Thornton's shadow precedes her. Rifle first. Thornton just starts to come into view herself, and we cut back to Radic and the bear, second seventeen. It takes its mouth off her shoulder and growls in her face. <laughs> Angle on Thornton, leaning on wall at the divide between entryway and living room. Obviously injured, blood visible at her neck and collarbone. She pushes away from the wall, and we reverse on the bear framed between Lena and Radic. It looks toward camera, toward Thornton. It opens its mouth wide and growls. Reverse, second 21, Thornton behind Lena. She raises her rifle. She fires. Reverse, all three women from behind the bear beyond. Thornton's rifle silhouetted at left. The bear rages and growls again. Angle on Thornton in entryway firing. Her aim seems high. Second 25 angle down line of women as the bear runs between Radic and Lena, knocking them both aside on its way to Thornton. Alan Reich, producer. So at one point the bear, the Lena is saying to the other two, just really keep as still as you can. And what you've got is this bear head that Alex is manipulating sort of there with them and it's really not nice <laughs> and so the reactions again it's about and you can do any kind of visual effects but you can't visual effects acting and so the key in this whole thing is that it's all about the contact that the audience has with the people 
And so what you want is to, to man, manage to manipulate this in a way that you get the maximum effect of these great actors that we've got in front of the camera. <laughs> In the last five days shooting, we just all, be, all we were doing is shooting a bear. It's like a, there's very little dialogue. We spent five days in a, on a very big action sequence with stunts. Joe McLaren, stunt coordinator. Gina is amazing. Not only did she want to do all of her own stunts, but she did do all of her own stunts. You know, some people say uh, she really did. I mean, she is not only is she beautiful and feminine, but she's strong. She's a really, you know, tough cookie. Gina Rodriguez, Anya Thornton. So I'm a bit like an adrenaline junkie. I love to do my own stunts. I'm a big, big fan of that, which sometimes they're not always the biggest fan because they obviously want to protect us and make sure that we're okay. Luckily for me, I die at the way end of this movie, so I'm able to do my stunts because should something happen, I'm done anyway. But um, I have really cool stunts that I get to do, and so far I've banged up myself pretty bad, uh, but happily, and, and that was my choice, <laughs> to, to live in this in this awesome world that he's created and to uh, get the opportunity to do stuff outside of my comfort zone. Alex Garland, director. She did proper big stunts. She got she got picked up and slammed hard by a guy the size of a bear into a wall and then thrown from the wall really hard down to the ground. And they weren't messing about. They actually did it. Andrew Whitehurst, visual effects supervisor. When she's getting chucked around, she's actually getting chucked around. I mean, they were not holding back at all, which makes our lives so much easier because when we're adding this sort of huge creature, you're not feeling that we have to animate it so it looks like it's molly coddling her a bit. I mean, you know, we can animate it so it's really slinging her around because Jack was really chucking her around. So again, you know, that sort of that practical, on-set, tangible impact is helps us and it helps the, the finished film so much actually don't pull me that hard yet no. not i mean pull me hard eventually but let me hang on a little bit yeah, so that like, i can do a little yeah, bit yeah. So- joe mclaren stunt coordinator so i did have to you know play a mum a little bit and go right because i don't need my pads on i'm like yeah you're gonna put your pads on you know and just and keep an eye on her because you know, when the adrenaline's going and she also has the emotion of the character and all of that to deal with, all the acting side to deal with, you know, sometimes at the end of the day you can think, oh, actually, I really am really sore and stuff. So uh, that's part of my job is making sure that, you know, she can do that whole, all the acting and the emotional without having to worry about the physical side. So I was, you know, making sure, you've got your pads on, you know, and just like, yeah, yeah. Alan Reich, producer. And then the next morning came in and everyone was asking her how sore she must be. And she said, no, she didn't feel anything at all. And it was, we had to, she had to pretend that she had some ache somewhere to make the rest of us feel sort of slightly less inadequate. Oh, no, please. Please cut that. Gina, the bear slams Thornton against the entryway wall and we cut to a slightly different angle on the same, second 29. Then angle low to the floor on Raddick, bear beyond in entryway, Lena beyond in chair. Raddick is free from her bindings. Angle on Lena, second 31, sideways on the floor, 
but only partly free and working on the binding on her left wrist. Then angle down the stairs on Thornton. She grabs at the balusters. The bear pulls her down. She screams. One baluster breaks in her hands. The bear gets her to the ground and lets go. She screams again. Angle from living room as the bear picks Thornton up again and shakes her like a rag doll. Second 38, Angle on Lena, pausing at this, then going right back to trying to get untied. Cut to Raddick, second 40, she pulls her gag out and scoots backward. Back to Thornton and the bear, from Raddick's POV. Thornton screams, and it sounds like she says, Lena, Angle on Thornton and bear, from Lena's POV. The bear puts its jaws around Thornton's neck, pulls away, lifting Thornton's body up, then dropping her back down. There is more blood than before. Second 46, angle up at Bear, Thornton's POV. The bear's mouth is bloodier than it was. It growls and lunges downward again. Angle down on Thornton as the bear blocks our view and then pulls away, taking Thornton's tongue and lower jaw with it. Blood spurts inside the wound. Cut to Lena, second 49. She freezes again. Camera tracks closer. Angle on bear, sniffing at Thornton, Raddick's POV. The bear raises its head and looks toward Lena, out of frame now to the right. It opens its mouth and we cut to a wider angle on the same, now including Lena, still tied to a chair. Shepard's voice. The bear charges. We cut for barely a few frames to the previous angle of Lena and the chair, and then right back to the bear charging. It slams right into Lena, sliding her and her chair across the floor. Ventress is now so far from the front wall of the house that she is between the bear and camera. And time runs out for this minute. We spoke. What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside
with you. <laughs>